Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my thoughts on the community challenge now that it's launched. I made predictions about it, and I was sadly wrong. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. There's a link right below in the information if you want to come out and hang out with us and submit questions and enjoy the talks live. If you're watching and listening in the other locations, hit like, subscribe, and sharing is a great way to help me out. So... What are my thoughts on the community challenge? This isn't going to be like a super negative video, but I am a little disappointed. I I really want to see more done with these events in the future. So I'm going to give some suggestions about how to handle this. I was definitely wrong in one of my predictions and was, I was pretty bummed. It seemed like it would be an easy win, but they, they decided not to do it. So the first thing I want to start out by saying in this video is I want to walk through why I think this was a cool idea and they did admit this was something kind of thrown together to kind of get us to the launch date since the launch date got pushed back this wasn't something that was planned long term they kind of put this together and threw it together and I think that's 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 fine and I, I'm okay with it this wasn't something that we paid for this wasn't something that we were we were all like waiting with bated breath for they kind of threw it together last minute okay so I want to talk about that for a second I'm going to ask the same question I've been asking for a long time, and it's going to be about loot, so the second part of the talk is going to be the same question. And then lastly, I just want to talk about free events in general, and how I think they should be landing in the game, because there's been a lot of free events that they've done that I feel like are missing really simple marks that would take them significantly further. So first, let's just try and, and, and talk through why this is a cool idea, okay? Cool idea. I think it's really, really neat to have this giant theme and community challenge and focus and push for all of us to do. I think it's a really, really cool thing to do. We've we've talked about having things like this where you can kind of track it and watch it, and we talked about that with Faction Rally. So I, I love the idea. I really, really do. I love the idea. And I think they could do something like this on a regular basis, maybe something monthly. Maybe this could be good testing for the way to do faction rally. And it could be something that we could check every day. Maybe we could check it in the game, things like that. I think it could go a long way for something rhythmic that's showing up on a regular basis, like how Iron Banner shows up and how faction rally used to used to show up. So I, I think it would be nice to see you know, old, old content given some purpose. And I think this was a kind of a way to do it. It was like, oh, escalation protocol, doing these things on Mars that, you know, the nodes or whatever. It was cool to see them say, hey, let's take old content and let's give it some purpose, you know, beyond just sort of sitting there on the shelf. I've been a big proponent of using old content for different things. And I liked seeing that. I do think an in-game tracker would go a long way. I, I do like the daily updates, though. Maybe they could do a daily update when you boot up the game. You know, the tweet they sent with that image, it'd be really cool, like, when you when you boot up the game and you end up coming in, that news screen that they use sometimes to update you, to put that there. Also, they could load that image in and just have it somewhere in the tower. Like, a news board in the tower would also, I think, maybe take moments and cool ideas like this a little bit further than they typically go and I would love to see maybe more implementation of things like that when they do you know a a community event like this when they do a community challenge where we're all trying to do the same thing now next let's talk about the same question even after I sort of say hey cool idea could have gone a bit further I'm always left asking the same question after events like this where is the loot 
why did you not attach some loot incentive to this? Now, in this, I'll give them a little bit of a pass because they said they threw it together. You know, oh, we threw it together as just something fun to do. But I just keep asking that question. Where is the loot? Like, how do you not have a slight loot incentive in this in an event like this? And that people might be like, oh, but the emblem, Lono. Oh, but the, the menagerie generosity, Lono. I don't know. I just think there's got to be something more direct. There needs to be a more one-to-one connection to the activities and to the loot motivation. Now, my prediction that ended up not coming true, and chat celebrated me being wrong. They loved it, and I bought, I bought, I gifted five subs to the community to basically say, yep, you're wrong. I lost the bet. I was thinking, have the armor drop 2.0. You've already got 2.0 loaded in the hopper. We know it's coming. We know that you guys are going to be doing, you know, grinding old activities, EP, old raids. They said all armor that's earnable will have armor 2.0 on it. We know that's coming. I, I really thought, man, oh man, one armor piece a week with the key system. It's a very narrow loot pool. Just update just EP armor to 2.0 as a taste. Hey, we're going to give you a taste of what's coming and what the armor looks like. And that's a reason for everybody to grind EP between now and Shadowkeep. Now, we got, a, we got a kind of a response. We got sort of an inadvertent response to this from Dylan. Because people were saying, why didn't you at least apply random rolls to the, to the EP weapons? The shotgun, the sniper, and the SMG. That would have been another really, really easy loot incentive from a lot of people's perspectives. Why not say, hey, you know, the weapons are dropping random. Grind your face off. There's some cool combinations in there that are new that haven't been in the game up until now because EP weapons, the sniper, the SMG, and the shotgun, they were static rolls prior to now. That would have been an easy one. Now, Dylan responded to this and said that random rolls on the weapons, it does take time and testing, and it just was not in the cards for this event. That's completely understandable for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're gearing up for Shadow Keep. Number two, this is a flyby free event. It's not really the focus right now. They're trying to get things ready for Shadow Keep. They're probably trying to get things ready for Beyond Shadow Keep with future seasons. They're also gearing up for things that are brand new to the game, like the Battle Pass book that they showed us. Armor 2.0 as a system might still be going through some final test runs because we're just now a month away from it coming into the game. So they may have about a month left of some quality testing and some polish and they don't want to cause disruption in the game right now. It might be dangerous to say, hey, we're going to throw this in the game right now. It could have caused problems. A lot of us were really hoping for something because the wolves prowling or the Vex invading or something like that could have been really fun to set the tone and get us excited about everything coming. I, I, I continue to think they're holding on to something. I, I, hope, I hope I'm right. They're, I feel like they're holding on to something to drop a little bit closer to Borderlands launch date to get us excited about the weapons or something new with weapons. It doesn't seem like that's going to be happening. We got a lot of things from PAX. You might have already watched my video about none of the vendors are getting refreshed kind of concerning given you're driving us to go chase armor and all these old activities and old loot pools but the weapons are going to be kind of be stuck in time maybe some weapons are coming forward that would be a nice change so finally let's just talk about free events because i feel like we've been here before and the reason i'm not going to get too upset is this was thrown together last minute but for future free events that are planned like festival of the lost the dawning crimson days there needs to be a change in how these are implemented and executed upon first and foremost i love the idea of taking old content and repurposing it 
We had the Verdant Forest. We had the Haunted Forest. Those were good ideas. Those were good implementations of saying, here's something that we don't really use. We're going to use it in this free event. You could do that with Escalation Protocol. But every single time I interacted with something like the Haunted Forest, the Verdant Forest, and now we have the, you know, going back to EP for the challenge, I'm always saying the same thing. Where is the loot? There's got to be a loot driver even the EAZ could have had a more directional loot drive for people to do something with the EAZ as that kind of landed in the game here with Solstice of Heroes. There there just there could have been more to it. And there and then the loot was the armor, but again, you put one or two guns in there with random rolls that kind of look cool. You could do this with almost every event. And I know people are gonna be like, well, Lono, Festival of the Lost had that auto rifle. Yeah, but you just earned it. You just got it from the NPC instead of grinding for it and using random rolls in your favor. Random rolls is an enormous feeding of value to basically any short grind you give us. Any short grind you give us, even if it's just one or two weapons, random rolls gets a lot of mileage out of very, very meager loot offering. Even if you offer us one gun, just one, for a free event. Again, this event's a week long. You couldn't throw one gun in the pool? You know what I'm saying? You couldn't take one gun. Even if they just would have taken the hand cannon, right? You know, the the hand cannon, the Eichelos hand cannon? Just throw that in the pool and give it random rolls. I know it takes time and testing, and I know they, they threw this together. But again, that's just an idea for the future. You take one gun, you throw it in the mix, have it dropping randomly with random rolls. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of that for all future free events beyond where we are now. You know, beyond Shadowkeep and beyond the winner. I really think utilizing existing loot pools and existing activities is a really great way to do like a win-win challenge for the community, a repurposing of content, and a way to give us something free to do. I continue to think that's the future for Destiny, is that when they're selling Season of Dawn, Season of Dawn will have the paid track, it'll have a new activity, a new loot pool, and it'll have the premium track that's just included on the Battle Pass, and then they have the free track. There's the free track on the Battle Pass, there'll be a, an existing loot pool that gets updated, there'll be an existing activity that gets updated. I think that's the way forward for Destiny, and a really, really good way to continue to hammer that home for the community would be to take your free events and since they're free, don't give us too much. I'm not asking for the moon here. Don't go overboard. But one or two pieces of loot, a minor, minor, very minor loot incentive that's not like a static rolled guaranteed drop the way they did with Festival of Loss. I'm telling you, I think it could go a really, really long way. So love the idea and the intention. Think it could go further with a very, very small offering. As always with my content, if you're listening or watching all the other locations, you can come in and hang out live and uh, submit questions and Q&A is about to follow. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my thoughts about the community challenge. I was kind of wrong about what I was hoping they would do, and it didn't end up happening. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. The link is below in the information if you want to click and come hang out. We're going to try and get through these question and answer sessions as fast as possible. Oh, I didn't crop the question properly. There we go. Now, if you're listening to this, I, I may take a little bit of a, like a, a break to read through the numbers. They're probably going to give us an update on the community challenge numbers, but I will try to press through and just continue doing questions as well. So, 
First question coming in from Claytongs. I believe that many in the community have forgotten that Luke and the other devs said that the nightmares in Shadowkeep won't die by conventional means, which feeds into the nightmare aspect. Do you believe that this could lead to more mechanics-based bosses so as to avoid consistent nerfs to guns and abilities moving into Shadowkeep in the future? Well, um, here's the thing. I I like where your head's at because I, I don't remember them saying this. But as you write it, I, I'm being reminded. I remember reading that somewhere. So this is in line with something I've been saying about, you know, boss fights, and they should be taking inspiration from the Oryx fight and the Axis fight, pulling in intensity, movement, you know, mechanics, so we're not just standing in a well and baking. So I hope you're right. I hope you've kind of picked up on some breadcrumbs they dropped for us that the Nightmare Hunt and the Nightmares and even the raid itself will be more in that vein uh, because we definitely don't want Here, here's what I'm okay with and I think sometimes people forget this I think when we get on the subject of things need nerfed we're too strong and, and blah 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 like all the way down that line of thinking we don't want to trivialize the content I do think it's okay and acceptable for us to blaze through blaze it with to blaze through certain levels of content really really fast like, I'm okay with hitting a certain threshold of power and just burning through a pub or a strike or even even maybe a nightfall if the burns line up right. I think that that's okay. I don't think we want to have, like, the the max level difficulty in a nightmare hunt, the max level difficulty in a, night, in, in a nightfall or a raid. That's where I think sometimes people get... Um, that, that's where I, I, I don't know, I sometimes think people get lost in the mix, it's like, it's okay for us to burn through stuff really, really fast, but it's not okay for everything to literally feel the exact same way. When a strike boss, when, when the difference between a strike boss and a raid boss is sort of the prologue of the mechanics, and then you melt them anyway, I mean, once you do the mechanics in Crown of Sorrow, you melt that boss arguably as fast as you do a strike boss. Do you see? It's like, there needs to be a, I would think like a distinction. So, somebody, little boy in chat saying they talked about that in the Shadowkeep vid doc. Okay, okay. A discussion got heated last night between Glad and Sarah Daniels. They had the entire chat interactive. What were they debating? Uh, next question, Slayer X. I love the idea of a weekly community challenge, but feel this one was a last-minute decision to give us something to do because of the Shadowkeep being moved back. Well, that's not a feeling. That's something confirmed by Dylan. He did in fact say that's what happened. Uh, besides the obvious, we should have a running live da- a tally tally tracker. Uh, what cha- that makes me think of stand up. Isn't it Kevin Hart that says tally tally whacker? Isn't that him? <laughs> Isn't that him? Tally tracker. Anyway, uh, what changes would you like to see on future challenges? I-, I put that in the video. I think there needs to be a loot incentive. I think you get more. I think you get a ton. I think you get a ton of mileage out of just one piece of loot. That's it. That's all you need. Um, I don't know. That's that. That's what I would. That's what I would say. Is that was absent from the verdant forest. That would ha- that was absent from the infinite forest. The, the, loot should be dropping in there. Not not loot like the chest in the verdant forest, where you could get like the armor. I mean, like a gun with a random roll. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? There should be there should be a clear grind purpose. I think so. And again, that was in the video defo side do you think they should have addressed the drop rate of the ep weapons i did seven boss kills yesterday and nothing 
Uh, love the talks. Keep it up. It sounds like you're you're really unlucky. I, I, I did six or seven, and I think I got three or four drops. You're also supposed to have bad luck protection on. So every time you complete it and don't get a drop, your rate your your drop rate's supposed to go up. So you're really unlucky if you went seven with literally no drops. Um, number one, that seems unlikely with the drop rate protection and the drop rate increase. Are you just you did seven boss kills? Are you sure you went seven, then six, then seven? Like, cause you can boomerang off a of wave six. You kill the boss, and you do wave six, and you kill the boss, like just back and forth. You went four without any drops. Okay. It took me 44 runs to get the shotgun. Well, no, 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 no. All the guns can drop. So yeah, you might go a long time before you get the shotgun. Um, my buddy yesterday went 10. Seems like maybe you can just get really unlucky. Um, Brian the Heathen gifted three subs to the community. SMM, Swerve, and Sarcastic. Thank you guys so much. You guys have all been gifted subs. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. And you guys, everybody that's been gifted a sub today, remind, uh, just as a reminder, you do get ad-free viewing when you're here. Uh, that's something I'm trying to do for subs because the ads became a, uh, a bit much. Dante Norris. I miss a lot of good talks, but glad I could catch this one. I like a lot of the aspects of the challenge, but I wonder if this was a missed opportunity from Bungie to somehow figure out how to per, uh, get a pre-made nine-man fire team for these types of activities for now in the future. Thoughts? Yeah, well, number one, the six-man activity of the menagerie is match-made, so I think you already have your answer in the game. They're already trying to do more of this, and the Vex Offensive, I believe, is a six-man match-made activity as well. So... I think they're already trying to give something as close to that as possible. Luke Smith even indicated in his director's cut that nine-man EP was a blast, and they want to bring back more of that. So this was just a thrown-together thing to literally track stats. I mean, they didn't do anything in the game. If we're like, Let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. I'm not being mean here. They did nothing in the game. There was nothing. They messed with Reckoning. That's separate from the challenge. Nothing is going on in the game. It's literally them just telling us, we just ran a report, here's our report. It's obviously dressed up with graphics and they added an emblem to it and they're going to make the loot, the menagerie more generous, but I, again, I'm not trying to be mean, but they ruined menagerie. (laughs) They ruined menagerie when they patched it and slowly making it more generous. I wouldn't exactly call that a reward, you know? go in my kid's room and just in an unjustified way take all of her books away and then tell her she can earn them back like you know what I'm saying it's like you took away something we were enjoying it seemed kind of unwarranted and then you're going to slowly give it back to us if we beat a challenge like I you know I, that wasn't even I, people just kept bringing that one up oh but the menagerie loan of the menagerie no you don't get to count that there's no loot incentive here <laughs> and the loot incentive of the menagerie is in some respects, kind of humorous, given what they did to Menagerie. And I know people are like, but Lono, didn't you say it needed to be toned down? It was too generous. Listen, if they told me we are either going to completely destroy it as far as like one drop per or leave it as is, I would have been like, leave it as is. I was vying for like a middle ground and it they didn't go for middle ground and all of us just stopped running it. I just, it was a huge bummer. It was a huge bummer. The Maddie J. Will we see any love for sidearms? Uh, what could they do aside from a damage buff? I, I'm pretty sure sidearms in the right hands are pretty deadly in PvP. Sidearms have literally no place in PvE. They just don't. The only thing we've thought of in the past is 
it, if I do like a quick double tap, maybe a sidearm could be like a lightning fast pullout that you could, um, giggity, but you could pull the gun out and if you get something really, really low and you're on a reload cycle, you could, you can, you could get your sidearm out and, and have that and then you could kill them. So that I, I think in PVE, that's how I would use, that's how I would have sidearms function. Sidearms just don't make any sense in PvE, like, ever. If I'm gonna close that much space, I'm gonna use, like, a thousand other things that are way better than a sidearm in PvE. Um, not true, sidearms are pretty bad. I was pretty sure I heard people saying that sidearms were actually pretty strong in the Crucible if you use the right ones and use them in the right way. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't use a sidearm in Crucible, so I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of quoting... Um, I'm, I'm just kind of quoting the people that stop in here and say that in any case, let's say they, let, okay, let me just grant you your premise. Let's say they do need help in the crucible. You're not going to make them better in PVE. There's just no freaking way. They're just, there's, they can't, I, I don't know. They can't do enough. Regardless of what you think, how strong they are in crucible is irrelevant to what I'm really talking about. I'm mainly focusing on, man, sidearms just, I just don't think they have a place in PVE. They just don't... I don't know. I feel like the emergency get out the sidearm and finish off the enemy would be their best role in PvE. I would love it. And why? Because then getting a really good role or a really unique one would be cool. It, you know, you would get the gun out every once in a while to like finish off a major or something. I, and, and honestly, in the menu, you could, even, you could even do something really, really cool. You could put it up here as like a second... Like out here as like a secondary you know, thing that you, or may I just do it down here? Well, that's where the artifact's gonna go. But you get what I'm saying, like, for, forget the UI, who cares? I, I don't know. It'd be pretty cool if they had their own slot and I could just, like, double tap Y really fast and, and, and pull the thing out. Uh, sidearms melt, though. They basically won the two-shot most regular ads. Well, but yeah, but, but, but you have to get so close. Like, they don't seem... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like getting out this lonesome or any other sidearm and using it in place of a hand cannon or even an auto rifle. I don't know. I just it's I think it's their efficiency range and their and their ammo just makes them really really hard to to warrant usage. Um I don't know. I feel like you could maybe tone them down a little bit and then have them be the emergency weapon for PvE specifically. They're strong but they're not practical. That's a great way of saying it. Yes, they can be strong, but they're not practical. I got a really, really fun role on a dead man walking. It was like uh, surrounded and all these perks that made it reload stupidly fast. And it's also the one that's like pew, 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 pew. It sounds like something out of like a Star Trek or something. It sounds like an old laser, like phaser. Uh, It sounds like a phaser. You know, it's got this really cool sound. And I actually really like the dead man walking. I think it's a fun gun, but... I just, I, I don't ever feel like I should be using it. It should literally be like a sidearm in division. Exactly. Because I would use a dead man walking. Get caught on a weird reload cycle on my warden's law or on my shotgun or something and I could think get that thing out and toot, 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 toot and finish off the enemy. It'd be really, really fun. Make them dual wield. I think if you're giving me a choice between making sidearms dual wield and what I'm suggesting, I think what I'm suggesting makes more sense in the world of destiny. I think dual wielding, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine watching people run around dual wielding in destiny. That 
feels comic book Borderlands-ish. It doesn't feel like something that you would do in Destiny. Clay Tonks. Since Armor 2.0 will drop with Shadowkeep and allow for all obtainable gear to be 2.0, do you believe that one of the best ways to acquire a good roll set could be the manage could be the menagerie, since it's the most intentional grind we have at the moment? This could effectively help getting raid ready for those who want extra stats. Um I I'm gonna agree with you part of the way here, based on things Luke Smith said. Yes, I think menagerie probably will be pretty good, but Luke Smith anticipated people going for worlds first are going to be wearing armor from the, from prior to armor 2.0 just because of the time it's going to take to even get the benefit of 2.0 like in Luke Smith's mind that's not going to be something happening 4 days after they launch uh 4 days after they launch the um the shadow keep so given that reality I I don't know if anybody's going to be doing this week 1 now long term yes Yes, I would say that you're going to be going, that could be one of the places that you're going to be going into um, to get those really, really good stat rolls. Because until you unlock the mods and until you have the resources to level up the armor, that armor 2.0 is just going to be sitting there like, almost like, why the fricker would you even use that? You know what I'm saying? I don't think, that's why I think part of your question is really in the, in the right, if you're right headed about it. It's like, yeah, that's going to be a great great intentional grind if you're looking for a specific stat roll but you're not going to have enough time to make that armor worth anything by the time the raid comes out because you'll have no mods unlocked except for the basic ones you probably won't have enough resources to take it up to level 10 to unlock the mod slots so laser a why do you think they didn't do random rolls on ep weapons dylan specifically responded to the community about this and said it takes time and testing and this was a last minute sort of thrown together thing for fun to kind of fill the gap in between uh shadow keep dr- dr- launching since they pushed the date back Scran- uh scantron i thought it was scranton uh says getting back into the game what are the best pvp weapons at the moment probably weapons you're not going to have time to go for but the recluse smg the mountaintop grenade uh, launcher uh the Ostringer hand cannon if you can get your hands honestly if you can get your hands on a bygone's pulse if you can get your hands on the ace of spades hand cannon if you can get your hands on the oh go for the blast furnace with ada that'd be a really intentional grind go for the blast furnace that's a great pulse rifle um you could also grind for a dust rock blues shotgun but that goes in the kinetic slot so you have to have a good energy primary the yeah yeah there i would honestly go for a blast furnace would probably be your most intentional grind for getting a good primary if you don't have ace of spades and then a solid shotgun and then while you're grinding the blast furnace do it in the Bergusia forge because you might get a jotun jotun's not bad and then while you're grinding in the in the forges, get yourself a hammerhead heavy weapon. That wouldn't be too bad. Um, uh, Splataw, is there an overall counter for the event? They're updating us daily on a tweet, which we should be getting it. Uh, we should be getting it uh, soon. Yoden's not bad, lol. Uh, oh yeah, you could go for the Mindbender, but that's gotta be the right Nightfall. Uh, yeah, the. The, the Yoden, I think, gets maybe, like, overstated how good it is. It is good, but I think people overstate how good it is. Wordy. Submitted before the talk. Uh, should we taper our criticism of this event 
uh, to link it to Niobe Labs. This way we could get healthier community events to unlock content, or is that not a good idea? P.S. The headache you get on low FOV, low FPS is called Simulation Simulator Sickness. Just letting you know so that you have something to point to. I did not know that actually had a name. Um, for those of you curious about that, people wonder why I won't, I won't go back and play D1. When I played God of War, it gave me headaches because the lower frame rate and the lower FOV. Spider-Man did a little bit too. I didn't know it was called Simulation Simulator Sickness. Oh, you're saying or. Oh, like Simulation Sickness. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Neat. I know that. Okay, anyway. Uh, but, 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 but healthier content is not a good idea. I don't know if I like the idea of having content locked behind us doing something. I do like it and I don't like it. And here's the thing. The way they did it with Niobe Labs was too... Um, it was too apparent. And what I mean by this is everyone was kind of sitting waiting like, when are they going to beat this? When things in the Dreaming City changed because of Last Wish being beaten, nobody knew what was coming, so no one was like sitting around with, with bated breath like, oh, when are they going to beat this? It changed, it sets off, uh, sets off a chain of events, and it's got this cool theme to it. So if I was in charge, I would say, do it more in the way in the line of that you did it with Last Wish Raid. Don't do it the way that you did it for Niobe Labs. It was almost like we were all waiting for a team to unlock a door, and we're all just standing there waiting for the frickin' door to open. And with Last Wish, it was a pleasant surprise, and it slowly did different things in the Dreaming City over time. So it was like a time-gated trickle of, of events instead of a, we're all just waiting, please finish, you know. Uh, Mick Cheshire, do you think this community event... Uh, a little could go a long way. I personally see the micro events as something Bungie will pursue in other avenues. A new event to do this every week, perhaps. Yeah, and I'm going to say exactly what I said in the talk. A little does go a long way. One gun with random rolls would have gone a significant long way. All, all they had to do was say, you know, that we're going to take, we're going to take the one gun that didn't drop in you know, inside of the Escalation Protocol, the Icolos hand cannon, and we're going to have that drop with random rolls. That's all they had to do. It's a, it's a one, it's a 180 precision, like, I, that might have upset the people with Lunas, maybe, I don't know, but, because that's, those were 180 precisions, weren't they? Um, in any case, the, this dropping with random rolls, yeah, this probably could have caused a lot of problem in the Crucible. Anyways, Especially on console. Uh, they're not 180s anymore, right? So this thing dropping random rolls would have probably caused problems in the Crucible. But still, like, that's what I would have done if I was in charge. I would have been like, hey, this is the one Icolos weapon that didn't drop in Escalation Protocol. We've thrown it in there and it can drop with random rolls. Just as a neat thing for you guys to try to get while you're grinding it. Um... Honestly, they could have done this as the reward. If you guys do the challenge this week, next week it could start dropping from Escalation Protocol. Because, like, here's the thing. Having us grind Escalation Protocol for the next four or five weeks would have been a good call because we're not going to be doing that when Shadow Keep comes out. So even if they would have done the Armor 2.0, like I said, or Random Rolls, it really would have helped. I I think it would have given us something to do. Um, So, and again... Dylan's I accept Dylan's pushback in response of being like we just didn't have time that wasn't in the cards that's totally acceptable they got bigger fish to fry than testing this weapon 
I'm going to push back a little bit too and be like, well, come on, it's one gun. You couldn't, you guys couldn't sort this out. Maybe not even this week. Do this for next week as like a surprise reward or something. Come on, man. It's a 180 precision. Throw some decent potential rolls on there and have it start dropping an EP. Like, you know, and, but again, I get it. They're busy. They got other things going on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat on this drum for very long. I, I think that there's, there's a lot of things coming out. And um, and I hope they speak to us today in the twelve about the reskin raid armor, as somebody in chat saying. I think we've got more important things to be concerned about than like random rolls on EP guns. Uh, Hawk Hawk and Rain, do you think the patrols will ever cross zones again? Why don't they now? Will patrols ever cross zones again? Why don't they now? What are you talking about? I. I have to leave zones all the time when I do patrols. I get on my sparrow and drive. I actually don't like that. While I'm waiting for a pub event, I'd love to be able to grab every patrol in the area and just do them. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Maybe you mean by crossing like multiple zones? Is that what you mean? Some of them do that, don't they? Like you've got to go through one area and go through the next? I don't I, I'm going to the next question. Aaron Tank. Luke Smith is a Scarab Lord in WoW, which is a title earned through a large-scale community quest. Um, listen, Luke, if you're going to come and submit questions to brag about yourself, you don't have to use an alt account. I'm just kidding. Is a community challenge uh, Bungie testing us to see if we like this sort of content and potentially ramp it up in the future? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you definitely could. <laughs> you definitely could uh, do something like this. I think... Here, here's the dilemma, I think, with Destiny, and this is why I think this, this event's going to fall a little bit flat for a lot of the community. There has to be... There has to be, like, an incremental carrot along the way. So imagine what we're chasing is, like, way out in the, way out in the distance. I think it's really, really difficult for that to come... To, to pull that into the present and care about it, especially when it's just an emblem. Uh, if they gave everybody a weapon, even that would have been cool, right? They could have been cooking up a curate. Man, oh man, come on. Random rolls need tested. Okay, they could have cooked up a curated roll on this gun specifically here to make it better than it is. And then they could have been like, if everybody gets it done, you're going to get an emblem and you're going to get the Icolos hand cannon with a new curated roll. You know what I mean? Like, even that would have been more motivating. Loot is very, very strong motivation for the community. And if you don't leverage it, I worry about events like this just kind of being like, Oh yeah, we did that before, Bungie. Who the frick cares? We don't want to grind that for an emblem. You know what I mean? Now, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a negative Nancy, and maybe the community's really rallying around this, and they love it, and they're like, oh, it's so cool to see the number go up. Here's why I don't think people are really thinking that, okay? The primary audience that's really, really paying attention to it and paying attention to the tweets are the people who hang out on Twitter and YouTube and and Twitch and Reddit and the forums. And I tend to think that those people are not the casual, easy-to-please gamers. I think they're more along the lines of, like, we really could have used a gun here. And I think that feedback has been consistent, and that's why Dylan finally kind of responded and said something. It seemed like there was very consistent feedback about how this was a, this was kind of a disappointing uh, event, and, we're, and I think people are also being understanding. I don't know. I feel like the community's handling it well. We're like, oh, we get it. We get it. You know, you guys kind of did this last minute. That's fine. But, you know, next time, do something. If you're going to do another one of these at the end of Shadowkeep season, if, if at the end of season of The Undying, you're going to do another one of these contests or, or community challenges, 
you gotta do you gotta do more and I think they know that I don't think Bungie's in the dark I appreciated Dylan responding that means that they're they're very well aware that they could have gone further with this event so loot's a strong incentive in a looter shooter yeah ha 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 I'm stating the obvious but yes <laughs> yes Zero, zero than one. With a potential scout buff rumor, do you believe that Bungie will have to change fighting arenas or not as scouts are not good enough at close range uh, as most arenas are? Here's the thing. You can make a scout, you can make a scout unbelievably strong right now, like that. I could go into a nightfall and be like, do, 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 do. Oh, this is really strong. I'm not going to use it. It's not variable. I, 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 I might have to eat crow here and they make them amazing and I start using them. But given my experience in most of Destiny, I don't know how strong you could make a scout to make me want to use it. I'm one-shotting ads and two-shotting ads in almost every scenario right now with a hand cannon or a pulse. I don't need your scout. I don't. Even if the thing is literally one-shotting everything, it just doesn't matter. It cannot adapt. So, making variable scouts I believe is the way to solve the issue. I'm going to do a video on this. I think we need uh, variable scouts, precision scouts, high rate of fire scouts, and I don't know what the frick this is. Targeted crits. I don't know what... Oh! Targeted crits! Oh! I remember that idea. I said it'd be cool if they went into snipers and scouts and created the ability for you to do targeted crits that had benefits in the game. This is probably really, really complicated and really, really difficult for them to do. But imagine, imagine if you could zoom in on a major with a scout and he has crits on his head, obviously. That's a damage crit. He could have knee crits that are stunning crits and he could have arm crits that are like accuracy or damage like he he takes more damage or does less damage if you land crits on his arms you could do something like that to snipers and and scouts so we're zooming in and seeing targeted crit areas that we can hit and then there's like in-game benefits to doing that i don't know if that would work in destiny it was just an idea that came to me like shooting the fire cabal's tanks to make them explode kind of like that but imagine seeing like a colossus come out and you shoot him in the arm and it like it stuns him and it takes him a long time to get back into his damage cycle when you get into really challenging content that might be really really worth doing some stupid taken captain just keeps throwing those taken balls at you somebody can use a scout zoom in and land a crit on their shoulder and it slows down their ability like ability usage or something you see what I'm saying? Or really aggressive guys. Like, who are the guys with the big meat cleavers? What do they call those guys? Are they barbarians? Imagine critting them in the knee, and it slows them down, and they're kind of limping towards you. Like, that might help significantly in environments where maybe they're gladiators. Thank you. Where they're just shoving gladiators up your nose. Butchers? Gladiators? Whatever the frick they're called. Um, yeah, like whenever we were in Spire of Stars. Again, that's just one example of like maybe they could do something really unique with scouts and snipers because they're precision weapons that don't like the only thing they can really do is like hit you in the get a crit, crit in the head. The other thing I can think they do is have variable scouts that can adjust by holding down the reload button. You could adjust and make it function like an auto rifle, like you rein in the range and then it's like, I might use a weapon like that. 
if I could on the fly be like, wait, reload and the scope changes and I zoom in, I'm like, crow, 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 crow. And then I know, oh, here come the ads. Reload, and the scout, and, the, and like the scope shrinks. And I'm like, oh, dude, I might do that. That's, I, 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 I don't know. That sounds cool. A variable scout. I, I don't know if they could do that. I don't know if that would be even possible. You know, and then high rate of fire scouts are kind of already in the game, but they don't get a lot of traction because they're kind of weak. You know, what are the, um, the vice scouts? Those vice scouts are kind of weird, aren't they? They shoot really, really fast, but they, they honestly, they feel like pea shooters, like the black scorpions, like a 260. Um, I don't know. Skyburners does that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it does. I hear what you're saying. Like there's already a weapon in the game that does that. I'm saying variable, meaning like I can literally adjust it. Um, I don't know. Scouts could be used for scouting, like marking targets and stuff. That's kind of where my idea came. Like, I could get different benefits by do- shooting different precision shots on their body, like shoulders and knees. Um, so, sounds like a good idea for an exotic. <sighs> the only problem is, every time you make an exotic primary, it just doesn't... How fast can you kill trash ads? Do you know? I just... I don't know. I... I, I I never really feel like when I put on an exotic primary in PvE, I rarely feel like I'm getting a ton of benefit. Outbreak Perfected came close. I, Outbreak Perfected is and the and the and the bad juju are probably like the closest to feeling like okay, I'm getting an actual clear and tangible benefit to using this this exotic primary because Arbalist begs to differ. Arbalist isn't a primary. It, it's an energy weapon. You know what I'm saying? When I say primary, I don't mean that. That's a sniper. I'm talking about, I'm talking about exotic hand cannons, exotic pulses, exotic scouts, exotic auto rifles. They struggle because we already have legendary weapons that do a really, really good job at killing trash ads. That's generally what a primary weapon is for. Um, so, Pack says. If this type of community event becomes a regular thing, how would you prevent community burnout? Um, what, rotate to other activities and have loot attached. I think it'd be fine. Well-fed goose with 26 months. Thank you. Xenobiter. Doesn't it make sense, though, that this is kind of a shallow challenge since the whole point was to flesh out the time from Shadowkeep? I mean, if they set the whole studio to work on... Uh, this is not a question... Subaru, just because you put question marks at the end of your sentences doesn't mean they're questions. Uh, Subaru WRX. The event was done strictly through Reddit, Twitter, etc. I don't recall there being anything in-game to hint that this event exists for anyone that doesn't pay close attention to the game. Why do they constantly choose the multimedia route rather than advertising in their room? Was there not like a... Was there not a... Was there not an in-game announcement about the challenge? I thought there was. I thought something popped up on the screen. Chrismatica says there was a splash page when you log in. So did Mr. Gravity. They're both saying there was. Some people are saying no. Other people are saying there was a pop-up. Yeah, there was a pop-up. 100%. Listen, listen. Destiny's in its fifth year. If you're not checking Twitter every once in a while, or Bungie.net, especially when they throw up a splash page, come the frick on, man. Like, you know that Bungie communicates certain announcements on Twitter. I get it. I get it. You got two jobs in college classes. You got three kids. You know, you're working 60 hours a week and you just want to kick back and play Destiny. You don't have time to use LFG and check Twitter and go to Bungie, right? Oh, people are also saying there was an email. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think this is fine, Subaru. I think this is fine. Um, you missed it because you were, you skimmed them. Yeah, you clicked through it, Subaru. You frick. 
Next question. Buzz bounce. Recently, a number of game developers, including Bungie, have similar, quote-unquote, we didn't want to overwork our employees excuse to justify a lack of quality or substance in releases. I, I, I don't... I don't like the way you worded this opener, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to keep going here. While some developers may be genuine, is it possible that some developers may be starting to use this as a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card? Personally, I don't think it should be on the consumer to have to worry about these conditions or mismanagement that has led to unsatisfactory product. Okay, you're here all the time, so I know know you're not being a douche, Fuzz. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. When I read read this, I... I, All right. Number one, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card, okay? The general consensus from communities in the gaming culture right now is that when companies come out and say, we're not, you know, updates are, we're going to push an update back, or we're going to delay something, or we want things to, we want things to be better, or whatever, there's always going to be those people that take them to task, and and say, oh, give me a break, this is BS, or they, you know, they had death threats at Hello Games when they delayed No Man's Sky, and 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 on down the on down the way. So I don't know if this is as as clean as a process as as you're making it. I don't think that these companies are coming out and saying this and everyone's like, "Oh, it's fine. We didn't realize. Go ahead and take your time." I I don't I really don't think that it's that it's um that it's coming across that way. I really don't think that they're getting they're getting out of jail for free as as you're saying it. Now, Given that reality, I'm going to jump to the next part of your question then and say, are they starting to use this, you know, are they going to use this and not be genuine, right? There's kind of two parts to your question. Kind of there's like this built-in assumption that it's an excuse to justify lack of quality and it gets them out of jail. Are people going to start doing this now as like a, as like a, we know we can say this and get away with it kind of a thing. I don't think so. I think what Luke Smith is doing and the, and the messaging we're getting from Bungie in in general i think is unprecedented and a lot of companies are scared to do it number one it can sound like it's an excuse number two as you're saying consumers generally don't give a frick they don't care they just want their burger in 60 seconds they just want their game right the frick now like they don't care and to your point and we touched on this on the rageous roundtable it's not generally something that consumers should be concerned about like is it hard? Okay, you you've advertised your product. I'm buying your product. Like you got me, you got me. I like your stuff. I don't really care if it's hard. Now, I think people should care about ethics and how people are treated and human flourishing and the well-being of of employees. If you don't care about that and you stomp your feet, well, then politely frick off. Like, I don't think we should be treating people with ill like ill regard to their well-being and their flourishing because we want to play video games. Like, grow the frick up. Like, imagine the shoe being on the other foot and you working for a company and let's say your company just makes cookies and they're in such high demand and everybody's demanding that they want them. It's like in the Willy Wonka movie when everybody's buying the Wonka bars and like the demand is insane. Imagine working for that company and being made to work double time, overtime, no lunch breaks and it's unhealthy and it's damaging to your health and it's damaging to your well-being and your sleep schedules but but these people want the cookies. Like imagine that being done to you. I, I, I don't think that you would say 
well, you know, the customer has every right to demand a good product and, you know, we've got to deliver. No, you'd say, this is unethical. You're treating me, you're treating me like I'm like a machine or something. So, I don't think that we're ever going to get to a place where companies can just come out and say, yeah, guys, sorry, we had to delay the DLC. We don't want to overwork our our employees. And they're going to be like, oh, that's great. That's fine. And then it becomes like this overused excuse. Um... Nightlight says, I agree. If you want a quality product, then you need to be understanding of the thousands of collective hours of going to making these games great. Right. Like, so I, I just, I do think that we should be concerned as, as people about other, about other people, but as a consumer, I also think it's okay to say, if you're going to promise us something and market it, you need to deliver on that as a company. I think those two statements can coexist. Like I don't I don't want you to to kill your employees so I can have a great video game that in 2 years I'm not even touching the content those poor people worked on, right? I I think I can say give me a good product because that's what you're promising me, but at the same time, for the love of frick, treat your employees well. Like I I said that before. People get all bent out of shape about Bungie's Christmas break, and I'm like, you know what I want? I want Bungie employees to be happy and well-rested so that when they come into work, they're in a good mood, and they're working, and they're enjoying their life, and that's probably going to bleed over into the game. I don't want some some water-from-a-stone video game where they're, like, just squeezing the crap out of their bandwidth and their employees to give us, like, here you go, Here's a mechanical, no passion, no love product. We're like, yay, thank you. You hit the deadline. Like we're some kind of weird demanding CEO or something. I don't know. People get upset about the Christmas break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People, you should fix your game. What do you mean? What, why aren't you? What do you mean people aren't working for like a month or whatever? You should fix your freaking game, Bungie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So next question. Digital concepts. If an emblem is something they can get into this event quickly, why not create a few tiered emblems, which get cooler and more rare the more you participate in the challenge? Common emblems that everyone gets uh, are totally devalued in my opinion. Even the smallest incentive would have been enough to participate more. Yeah, but you would have needed an in-game tracker... I like where your head's at, though, because it could have been retroactive. Like, right now, you can see my emblem is tracking, um, what is that? 21 out of, uh, 24 triumphs. Okay. Once I get the emblem, if it said 20, let's imagine it was, um, 50 Escalation Protocol Waves, uh, bosses. And I would get the emblem, and it would say 50 out of 50, which then would allow me to go into the emblem and like click on it I don't know if I have any that I can do that with here we go I could click on it and then come in here and have different versions of it unlocked um so the challenges update is up okay let me check it out can somebody put a link in chat and then it'll be kind of in the screen here um well I guess I could pull it up I can can alt tab I'm gonna alt tab and pull it up so people watching the video are gonna be able to see it um I'll have to scroll down and find who who tweeted it. Here it is. So, we have gotten 100% of the top two. So, uh, EP and the nodes are done. Out of the 150,000 on uh, Nocris, we've got 60,000. Out of the 100,000 on Soul, we are at 49. So, roughly 50,000. So, the, the Nightfalls are both basically right around 50%. 
um, you know, Nocris is close to 50%. It needs to hit, uh, what, 75,000 to be 50%. And then the 100,000 for Soul is, is a 50%. Uh, and then the 300 million um, th- uh, Hive is also about 50%. It's at 161 million out of 300 million. So we are, uh, we're well on our way after just a couple of days to hitting this by next week. This will be fine. This is, this is going to be done. So the word on the street then to you would be, um, I would say get a nightfall done so that you can, uh, you can get your, you can get your emblem. I'll keep that up on the screen for the duration of the, of the talk. Nightlight with a brand new sub. Thank you so much. Enjoy your dope badge and dope emotes. Your dope and your dope stuff. Enjoy ad-free viewing while you're here. Fuzz Bounce uh, tipped me $20 and says, Hey, Lono, I put the tip in as kind of a devil's advocate, and I thought you might even skip it, uh, but that was an epic response. Tip deserved. No one could have navigated the question like you. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, man, Fuzz is always here. This is, he's, not a, he's not a negative Nancy. Uh, so thank you for the 20 spot, and thank you for the question, Fuzz. I was a little confused by your question. I was like, this is normally not his 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 tone in chat. Uh, Bo Solaris says, or Solaris, what do you think of the spoiled raid mods? I don't really care. I mean, I do think, he, oh, I will say this, actually. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited. I'm not mad that they were spoiled. The fact that there's a raid mod that, I'm going to keep it generic in case anybody listening to this or watching right now doesn't want to know anything. Okay, so I'm going to keep it generic. I'm glad that I saw a raid mod that has a specific benefit to a specific action in the raid. That's kind of exciting. It's not a raid mod like, get heavy weapons from a grenade kill on Fallen. It literally outlines an action in the raid that you will get a benefit when doing that action. It reminds me of picking up a charge in Wrath and having increased resilience when you do that. I'm actually kind of like, okay, raids might be this. This might be good. This might be good. Hopefully today in the TWAB, we hear we hear good things about the reskin raid armor because we're still we're still in the dark about what that means. Uh, Nightlight with the brand new. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. Oh, hidden samurai is converting their sub. I was like, why is that not on my dashboard? So. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm not going to say what it was because if you're kind of wanting to just go into the raid blind, I'm going to try. I'm trying to respect that. Um, inches with this community challenge allowing a lot of people to complete a majority of things on Mars. Does this put the crosshairs on Mars for a planet to be added to the Destiny Planet Deletion Project? <laughs> Pick a planet to blow it up, which you mentioned on the podcast last week. I just think they could delete the farm in Mercury and no one would give a crap. I just think that they could do it and no one would care. I I honestly feel like they just kind of just should and just tell everybody that we'll give you free silver as an apology. Like, if you're upset that we're getting rid of Mercury and you bought Curse of Osiris, you know, two years ago and you're really going to cry, then we'll give you, you know, enough... We'll give you enough silver to buy, like, one item in the Eververse or something. Just delete Mercury and delete the farm. Just get them the frick out of the game. And the Infinite Forest could just be an instanceable, you know, place that we go for for Verdant Forest, Haunted Forest, free events or something. Um, I, I, I don't know. Four months from Hidden Samurai. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, 
Nikon. If it were up to me, I would rotate the flashpoint through the initial destinations and add random rolls on weapons with the not a question. Go on to the next question. Uh, List Lily Flower. Do we know if Menagerie buff will continue after Shadowkeep? It reads as if it will. Okay, and looking at these numbers, we're we're well on our way to succeeding. It reads as if it will. I don't. It'd be odd to do it and then take it away. That that'd be a giant misfire, in my opinion. People are really unhappy about you patching it, and you help us kind of work our way back to how generous it once was, only to then have it be temporary again. I don't think that that would be a very good idea. I would really caution Bungie against doing that. If that's what they're planning, uh, I would really caution them against that. Like, <laughs> I would say let it. Uh, it says until Shadow Keep. No, I don't think the phrasing said until Shadow Keep. I thought it said. How was it phrased? Can somebody get a quote? I want to. I want to read it and and make a judgment because that that doesn't. I don't think it read that way. I'm usually pretty good about breaking down their sentences and saying that, oh yeah, this will be this or this will be that. I don't think I caught a limitation within the sentence structure, but I might have missed it. So if I can get a direct quote in chat, I'll, I'll read it and then we'll we'll make a judgment after that because I don't want to speak right now. I don't remember um, end of the season. Yeah, but I thought the way, I thought the antecedent of the end of the season. Okay, here we go. Starting when the goals are met, players will be guaranteed two rewards when slotting their runes and opening the chest. And an additional reward will be added each Friday for the remainder of the season. Yeah, so an additional reward will be added. That's the antecedent for the remainder of the season, meaning that they're not going to be adding, adding reward infinitely don't you see how I'm I'm reading it maybe I'm wrong in my reading of it but the sentence structure there for the remainder of the season for, for the remainder of the season it's it's talking about how there's an additional reward being added right I don't know it, it's it is worded strangely because it's like it seems like this is going to be an increasing reward structure that you can only get this and then at the end of the season, we're not going to be adding anymore, and it should just stay? I don't know. Sounds like the rewards are being added until the season end, but the rewards are staying. Grammar-wise, you're 100% right. That's my read of it. Maybe they could maybe they could comment and say, were you just saying until the end of the season so that we kind of understood you're not going to be infinitely adding rewards for forever? Or once the season's over, are we going back to just getting one reward every time? We, that, it would be nice... Um, it would be nice to know what exactly the um, what exactly the meaning there is. Evil the Waffler, a little off topic, but my friend plays D two casually, and he bought all the DLC. He was disappointed in the season pass because the story was not up front, such as cutscenes like it has in the past, which makes him not want to buy the next season pass. What are your thoughts on this? Might it be a problem for Bungie if they don't tell us the story more casually and not just through lore cards? Um, okay, this is a good question, but I think it's tough for Bungie to think this far ahead because when they gave us the annual pass, the idea behind and the spirit of the annual pass was that you logged in every day and every week, and that's how they did the cutscenes. You would come back and see things happening with the Queen. You would come back and see things happening with the Drifter, and maybe they could consider... Um, Maybe they could consider, like, some way... I don't know how they do this internally. I'm not a developer. But internally, they could say, oh, here's a brand new player who's never played before. And they could say, 
here's our here's our seasonal supercut and they could literally click on each one and say give me all the cutscenes for black armory give me all the cutscenes for drifter does that make sense seasonal supercuts would be nice um because I, I don't think he's saying there were no cutscenes. I think what he's kind of saying is they're all busted up. You had to be playing during Season of the Drifter to get all those cutscenes. That, that's not, it's not a thing, right? Because the cutscenes in Drifter came from the came from Zur. You went and bought like the thing and then went and did it and then you went out and then you watched it. They're going to need some type of cutscene supercut. You still can, but it's all busted up. It's all busted up. I don't know that you would work for Drifter Zerquest because you had to load in uh, all but two of them. Yeah, you do. Troll Annie's right. You literally have to travel there. I don't know. This is a good question. It is something to consider because there's a ton of story there that I don't know. How would you do... How do you do the queen ones? Didn't the queen ones happen? It Weren't they different each week? You had to like go and do the the offering and then go walk through the portal and then th- those don't even happen anymore. Those are gone now. You can't see the queen ones. Yeah, that's inconsistent then. Like there's got to be a way for them to see those. I wouldn't want somebody to get forsaken and not see that. Some of those were very very good culminations. Freaking J- Aldrin waking up? Are you serious? Like we want people to see that. We want to see the triangle ships, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there got to be, hopefully they put them somewhere because there's so much artistry and care and, and voice acting and, and writing that goes into those. Um, that'd be a bummer to have those just never really seen by all these new players. Uh, a story so far as somebody put in chat a little bit ago, I think would be cool too, as a way to kind of like get people caught up if they want to catch everything. Um, I would like that. Embryon. I know you've been saying you'd like the elements to come to kinetic weapons a lot. Elemental primaries. True elemental primaries. If that comes true, how would you feel about kinetic also going to into the energy slot? Well, I don't think you're understanding what, what I'm, what I'm advocating for. And I don't think, I don't think you understand what you're advocating for. How would kinetics go to the energy slot that doesn't make any sense now, what I'm advocating for is a return to primary secondary and heavy and when you do that primary weapons are all primaries so your nation of beasts your kindled orchid your trust they all slide up to the top and then any primary weapon without an element gets it so my warden's law would suddenly get arc on it or something and then all secondary weapons slide down into that slot there is no more kinetic or energy anymore. That's not a thing in my world. I, I don't I don't like that. That that is I, I don't like saying it. It sounds like I'm being too harsh. It's dumb. It's dumb. Like as Skybud's saying, it's easier to balance. Like, listen, the only thing elemental primaries do in this game is they pop shields it's not the if okay so if you put on kindled orchid and threat level you're not like oh my gosh this game is so trivial and easy now no it it doesn't it doesn't do that it doesn't you prefer the current system way more diversity well i mean that's you can prefer the new the, the current system but you wouldn't you would actually get 
you would actually get more diversity in what I'm saying entitled song you, you're actually not getting more diversity in the current system compared to my system mathematically there's way more diversity if you slide all the primaries up give them all elements double special I always forget about double special and double fr- frick um, you'd have to be able to move around independent yeah I always forget about double primary and I always forget about double special. Dang it. My bad. I forget about, I forget that people run that because I hate it so much I never run it. That's just my bias. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to still let people do that. Um, the burns were the reason why elemental primaries were so powerful in Destiny 1. Well, and one of the reasons they took them away was they said that that's all anybody used because you could only get elemental primaries in the endgame stuff. And they were like, well, that's all anybody uses. Nobody uses regular primaries. So they took them away. I, I don't I don't know. I don't see the need for double primary. Well, here's something to consider, Skybud. So I'm going to take up for my, my friends in chat that are disagreeing with me and saying they like to run double primary because I hate it. But I'm going to take up for them and I'm going to defend them. With the new Armor 2.0 system, you have a lot more control over the flow of ammo, and when they showed us it in action, she ran double energy weapons, and green bricks were everywhere, and she got more from the bricks, her ammo finder was working, and the little ammo bricks were glowing. I think there might be some really, really cool builds and really, really fun builds in PvE running double running double energy. Um you know, I, 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 and you know, a hand cannon recluse. I mean, yeah, I could see, I never even considered doing that. I always run recluse with a shotgun. I never considered running recluse with a hand cannon. Um, so I do want to defend the people that are doing it because I think even more so in armor 2.0, there might be builds where that would be really fun to run recluse and, um, an arbalist and then getting green ammo everywhere and manipulating ammo drop with the, um, with, you know, your armor build. Dude, I just watched the Aldrin Sov resurrection scene. Can't believe I didn't know that was a thing. I cannot believe they didn't put that front and center in front of everybody. What a, what a scene. It's so good. It's so reminiscent of, of when we started playing however many years ago. It's so good. Um, I just... Listen, I'll make you a deal. I won't take away your ability to run double primary and double energy. Just throw elements on all weapons. Get rid of this idea that kinetic weapons can't have an element. Just get rid of it. It's just, I, you know, and let me move a kindled orchid to the primary slot if I want to. Like, I just, I don't know. The biggest problem, the biggest problem is to maintain what you like, okay? Let's say you're on the you're in the room right now and you're like, "Well, no, no, no. I like running double primary. I like running double energy. I don't want you to take that away from me." Okay. No worries. But do you know what happens so you can keep your wish? An incredibly imbalanced weapon representation. Look at all the elemental primaries and then look at how many kinetic secondaries there are. It's a freaking joke. There's like what a couple kinetic secondaries worth using arbalist threat level and then what like a year one shotgun the 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 helmet the, the saint 14 shotgun which you just use a threat level or pull that one out and infuse it um it it's embarrassing the representation even if you list all the ones that you think are great okay you list all of the all of the kinetic secondaries that you think are great it's grossly underrepresented 
when you look at how many how many elemental primaries there are there are so many it's it's not even a fair comparison there's just there's a there's a reservoir of elemental elemental primaries that are just like stuck down there and there's like very very like small amount of options to put on it wait what was uh when was the Aldrin revive cutscene I've never seen that wasn't it one of the um when did they do the Aldrin revive was it like right before drifter or something I can't remember it was one of the ones where you went to see the queen wasn't it it was one of the queen scenes it was the final queen scene black armory throne room scene after black armory yeah it was like right before drifter I thought yeah it is excellent is is an excellent scene. Uh, Xedrin says, "Do you think they'll ever implement a community challenge that's raid based? If so, do you think it would work similarly to the Mars community event we're having now? Um, probably not. They would probably they would probably not do one tied to the raid. Guys, I'm not going to play the scene right now. I can play it after Q and A." Flying Ape, do you think the ability to mod our own armor has the potential to negate the value of endgame armor that has strong mods and perks on it, aside from the aesthetic differences? I think Luke Smith has kind of hinted at the fact that endgame content and harder content is going to drop armor with better stats, so I would think that'd be how they would do it. Brock Kelly, you seemed to like the idea of the wolves prowling or other injections of new enemies and activities in old places before expansions do you like those kinds of things more than community challenges it seems we usually get one or the other oh I would definitely go with the prowling wolves over over what we're doing now because then you could just give them a loot pool and then you could like be on the hunt for them that would have been really really fun to be on the hunt for vex invasions like they could have done something really cool with the flashpoints. Any any public event turned heroic, you know, on the flashpoint could have had like a chance to get invaded by Vex. And then those Vex could have had like the chance to drop cool loot. Like something some gun. One gun. One gun from Shadowkeep. Just grab one. And you throw that in their loot pool. That would have been really, really cool. Again. They threw this together last minute, so our feedback is kind of like, hey, in the future, if you're going to be doing something like that, you know, the month before, it could have been like a cool thing on each of the planets. The problem with that is, is you got to go in and modify every single one of those public events. So maybe they could have done it on one planet the week before Shadowkeep, you know? Forsaken. How do you think they arrived at the number for each of the bars set? I don't know. Probably their own internal predictions and simulations about what we would repl- what we would be able to do. Hey, Lona, do you think Bungie can implement a Nightfall scorecard system into the endgame content so the tougher we make the activity, the more rewarding it is? By the way, I love the streams. Keep it up. Thank you. I got good news for you. They're adding difficulty spectrum to Nightfalls. The actual challenge card, as far as we know it, is probably going away. You're going to be able to do Adept Hero and Legend. Uh, my, my initial thought would be that when you go all the way up to Legend, 950 armor drops that have better stats resources that are required and needed for end game pursuits and end game things like armor 2.0 would probably also be dropping so you will get better rewards by doing the harder difficulty the uh, just june says when the community challenge is completed how are the rewards in menagerie going to work to my understanding we are getting five drops on the final friday before Shadowkeep drops is that correct yeah i don't know if it's going to let you just is it going to drop five of the thing? Like, the way that it's worded, 
Are they going to literally say, oh, you put in the thing for Ostringer, here's five Ostringers? Or are they going to basically let us do it five times? I don't know how they're going to do it. Are there going to be five chests? I don't know. They haven't said specifically how it's going to be implemented, I don't think. So if I want to do an Ostringer, a shotgun, and a pair of gauntlets, am I going to be able to do that? Or is it going to spit out... Oh, Dylan said it on Reddit a while back. You will slot the runes once, and you will get a bunch of that reward. Thank you. Entitled Song is is a long-time sub. Like I, that, that, you can take that to the bank. They, they, we wouldn't be being misled here uh, by a viewer on that. So, okay. Dylan did respond and say, you're basically going to be like, give me a bunch of my Ostringers. That's not as good. I think that's fine. Most of the time I was going in there, I was going gauntlets, 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 gauntlets. Keep in mind, whenever I was going gauntlets, 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 I was using a bunch of runes to do that. You don't have to do that with this system. You put in what you want and you just get a bunch. Not 100%. It was Dylan. It was either him or Cosmo. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they responded. That sounds right to me. I don't think they would have time to go in and say, here's chests, or here's the ability to open the chest multiple times. I think it'd be easier for them to say, here's multiples of the same item. Uh, but you got the double perk on each opening. Uh, it's better as you, as you can get multiple rewards for one set of runes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to meet the numbers personally. So, Evil Reborn, you think we're half... In two days, we got halfway on the remaining Hive, halfway on Soul, and almost halfway on Nocris. We're, we're, in two days, we did that. We, we, have, we have more than that. To, and the weekend, will probably really blast past it. Because weekend's usually a nice surge of engagement. So, we... I don't understand how... I'm not sure why you think we won't get it done. Mind Creation Crew. First love the community dedication to this challenge. However, in the future, if Bungie makes more, uh, do you think we could Im- have an in-game tracker? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they, it's it's hard. I, I think maybe even if it's not an in-game tracker that updates live, it could be something that we could check once a day at reset. You know, have a little wall near an NPC or something. Like, just take this image and, like, embed it in, in, in some place. You know what I mean? Um... I don't think we're going to get the nightfalls done. We only have a week, right? Yeah, but I mean, are you tracking with our math evil? Like, we we have almost... we Let's just round it up. We have 50,000 out of 100,000 soul. So in, in, in two days, we got 50%. And on the Nocris, we're at 60,000 out of 150. So we're close. Um, we're close. Um, Cosmo tweeted, if we get it done by reset tomorrow and the Menagerie Rewards will be implemented tomorrow... I don't know if we're going to get the Nightfalls done by tomorrow, but by Tuesday? Oh, yeah. We're halfway there, basically, in two days. And now that the now that everybody knows Escalation Protocol and the nodes are done, they're going to shift off of those to Nightfalls. You know? IG4 Ready. I heard a rumor that Crota's end might be the dungeon scaled to three people. How do you feel about this? Oh, I love it. I love it. That would be awesome. Holy frick. Dude, I would play the fr- I would play the frick out of that. <laughs> I would play the frick out of that. 3 man. Oh. Dude, yeah. Reskin content. Yeah. Shut up. Slap like I was so slap. I'll slap you. 
will I will slap you. That is gonna be that'd be awesome. <laughs> a three-man Crota's End dungeon? That'd be awesome. What did the five fingers say to the face? If you say reskin on that, I'm slapping you right across your face. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd love it. I'd love it. No, oh, 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 let's go back. Let's go back. Hang with me. Hang with me, chat. What if? Oh, what if they did that? What if that's what they did for dungeons? They could bring back. No, that'd be too hard. It would work for Crotas, but it wouldn't work for Axis or King's Fall or Vogue. Because there's, there's three seasons. There's three seasons after. There's three seasons after Shadowkeep. There's three raids. There's Illuminati confirmed. Like, they could do each one as a dungeon, but they could be, they'd have to be six man dungeons. And then people be like, why don't you just call them a raid? Frick, it's probably not happening. Dang it. Dang it. I saw, I thought I was, I thought I was seeing something. I was like, there's, if they do that and Crota's End is the dungeon for this season, there's three seasons left. There's, there's three, there's three raids left. Those raids could be tied into the theme of each season and they could bring back Wrath and I could play Wrath with the FOV and the frame rate and I could play King's Fall with the frame rate and the FOV and Vogue and oh my gosh, like, I don't think they're going to do it though. Highly doubtful. (laughs) Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. (laughs) Cue the music from a beautiful mind. (laughs) <laughs> We're having fun today. Jera Selig says, "Do you prefer D1 PVP over D2?" Um, yeah, I liked D1 PVP more than D2. Uh, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan of either. I'm not a big fan of either. But D1 PVP was pretty good for me. I liked it. I liked playing uh, trials with people, and I liked Hawksaw, and um, I don't know. I remember enjoying playing trials with with some different streamers and stuff. It was a fun time. I remember playing with. Uh, Grenader Jake and and some and some other people that are now at the time I didn't know they were going to become anyway Ashen Hollow with the nerf of to whisper and the death of Luna factions and rally should the box breathing nerf be reverted um at least on scouts yeah anyway <laughs> at least on scouts um yeah I, I, box breathing on snipers probably too yeah yeah. Uh, KRK03. Do you think they will add another subclass to D2? They added a new one year two and D1 year two. But I no, I don't think so. Those would be front and center. They made finishing moves front and center for uh, combat changes. They would be talking about that. Um, they'd be talking about that. Yeah, I know Jake's coming back. We knew Jake was coming back for Shadowkeep when he when he took his break. He said that. So, uh, yeah, I think he's coming back a little bit early though, isn't he? Now, I think it was a plan to come back in September and then they push back Shadowkeep. So I think he's just standing by his original return date. Um, yeah. I thought it was free. Do you feel that this challenge is false urgency like the Solstice armor? After all, the armor 2.0 will be easily attainable. Um, I use false urgency another way than you're using it. I use, usually use false urgency in challenges where we feel rushed and we're not really rushed and we can slow down. I, I, don't, I wouldn't use false urgency for solstice armor i mean i can see how you're using it it's not really needed we're gonna get armor 2.0 blah 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 this challenge doesn't feel that way because it's it's for a it's for a an emblem that you can't get any other way flying man goes are you worried about them drastically increasing the requirements for future community challenges based on how quickly this one was completed no because i think i I think that the 
it's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be like us, like we're all like wiping sweat from our brow on on Tuesday morning. Like, do you think we did it? I don't know. I pulled like six all nighters. Like, it's meant to be fun. I don't. I don't want them to go crazy. Um, and I don't think they will. I don't think they'll be like, well, next time you guys really knocked it out of the park, three hundred million hive. How about? 999 million high! <laughs> like, I don't think they're gonna do that. It's just meant to be fun. Uh, a hoey hoey. What? Do you think they should have random rolled the EP weapons? Yep, and they said that they wish they could have. It wasn't in the cards. Little boy, what do you think they are going to do with scout rifles there, and where will pulse rifles land in the meta after the scout buff? I don't know, man. It's really, it's really dangerous. If you make scouts really, really strong in Crucible, you're gonna lead. Like, can you imagine? Right now, right now, um, the ability for somebody to team shot you down a lane with pulse rifles is pretty strong. It still happens a lot. And if you suddenly empower people to do that with scouts, that, um, I think the only real reason it wouldn't happen that much is because scouts are more precision oriented and pulse rifles are a little more like they're a little bit more hand holding and that's why people call them dad rifles and I, I I don't like the dad rifle thing but whatever uh I don't think scouts will ever be as low entry as a pulse so even if you tried to bring back the Mita meta there's no trials so I think like most people would probably end up just sticking to pulses because they're so good so I, I don't I don't know if scouts will ever because if you try to bring back the Mita the Mita meta I wonder if a lot of the really really strong pulses would shut that down. Um, I don't know. I, we're speculating, right? We're totally speculating. We'll have to wait and see. I, I it's, it's not much I can say other than than what I've said. Cheat code. Is there a future for blinding well type activities? Always enjoyed Court of Orcs and Archon Forge. This has been my hope. This has been my hope. Because we have at this moment, we have we have blind well escalation protocol, the black army forges, we have reckoning, and the menagerie. I well, let's take menagerie off the table because that's that's pretty big and it's six man. It's match made. Um, I guess blind well is unique too because it's in like a it's in like a public space and like anybody can stroll in and 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 do it. Here's my hope. I, I would hope they would use the. They would use the winter, spring, and summer seasons to say, we're going to, we're going to, for free, this would be totally for free, we're going to repurpose Escalation Protocol and allow you to instance into it and set the difficulty and grind for new stuff. Um, you know, they reskin everything. It's a reskin. It's free. Shut the frick up. Now they would do the same thing with Blind Well. And this is how you can leave, and this is how you can leave Escalation Protocol and Blind Well as they exist right now. If you want to go run regular EP or regular blind well, you can. But if you're instancing into the new versions, it's it's kind of protecting the old versions. Does that make sense? If for whatever reason somebody wants to run classic EP or classic blind well, they can. They just strut into the room and do it with their friends or with whoever's in the area. But if you're instancing in, so in the in the winter they could do that with EP and in the spring they could do that with like blind well and maybe in the summer they could do it with the forges or reckoning or something and if you do it for free this is why I keep saying like if there's two lines if there's two lanes we're going to update this pool and this activity for free 
but then we're also going to have the cooler track on the on the season pass and the new activity for the ten dollars we're still getting a very full season half of it's a reskin for free and half of it's new and it costs money i don't know i i, I just have a sense that could be something they could do and i'm hoping they do it because the, the, the my pushback would be isn't that a lot for them to do they're on lower bandwidth lono ep already exists match create create a way to match make into it test the weapons add random rolls and then i don't know armor ornaments for the armor so i can apply that as a universal armor ornament and it looks like it looks like something cool from ep or something um i you know gonzo gorilla thank you so much for the brand new sub enjoy your dope badge and emotes your dope and deserve dope stuff enjoy ad free viewing of the channel if you guys sub here you do get ad free viewing i know ads got kind of rough and still are kind of rough it's kind of a way around it um so i think there is a potential future for blind well type activities if if, if bungie is is thinking along the same wavelength as me because the look you can almost see their their boardroom meetings about this man it'd be great if we could repurpose these old activities it wouldn't take as much time it wouldn't take as much bandwidth developmentally they're good activities people like them and we could update the loot pools and then somebody in the room is going to say yeah but you can't charge money for that you can't charge money to repurpose and reskin existing content especially content you gave people for really really free and for really really cheap at the beginning of shadow keep like you give all you give everybody that stuff for free and for dirt cheap and then you repurpose it reskin it and charge for it that's not going to fly but if it's if it's if it's that if it's a part of that two track mentality free track premium track and it keeps the world full and alive i think the ROI the return of investment on doing that work and giving it to us for free would be you're keeping way more people in the game and they're all more likely to spend the ten dollars because while they're in the game and playing they keep checking their season battle pass and they're getting the free stuff but not the premium stuff they're constantly tempted to spend the ten dollars and buy the winter season so from a from a from a marketing standpoint it could be justifiable to repurpose old content and old loot pools for free because eventually people are going to say I want to do that new activity and I'd like to get all this stuff on the battle pass that I'm not presently getting so that would be and then nobody could criticize them for reskins because if you're like dude shut up it's free you're not paying for it like Gmini Christmas it's just a way for them to update the game world little boy says do you think Bungie will make the old tower the main hub at some point I don't know if we're ever going to get the old tower and rebuild I don't know Dawnglaive. Do you think there will be any secrets in Shadowkeep similar to Shattered Throne? I mean, it's possible. A-Tides. How do you feel about the argument with PAX showing things unintentionally early when on one day of Shadowkeep, most of it will be data mined and able to be seen in-game? I don't get dogmatic about any of this. Stuff gets data mined. Stuff gets leaked. Um, I mean, they had stuff in collections in a PAX build that had no business being there, and I don't personally... This is just my tinfoil hat, spinfoil hat, conspiracy theory, Lono. I don't think that sort of thing is an accident. I don't think that Bungie walks into packs with a build and says, Oops, <laughs> tee hee hee, we have raid sets and raid exotics in the collections. Oops, a daisy. No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Why the frick is that in the build? Why? What what's going on? It's it's not an accident. Okay, it's not. Personally, if I'm Bungie, 
and I'm sitting in a room and I'm talking about the new approach to raid armor and if the base version of the raid armor if the base version of the raid armor is reskin Eververse armor do you know what I'm going to say? Do you, know, do you know what? if people saw a screenshot of this early oh my gosh the outrage reddit oh they'll be so angry paul tassie will write an article <laughs> dado will make a video lono will be ranting and raving oh my gosh they they know we're gonna get upset about it and you know what they do after the fact all right everybody calm down calm down yeah 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 it's a reskin but and then they become the heroes that's what i think tonight's twab's gonna be <laughs> going to be like, yeah, it's the first version, and then you level it up like Solstice Armor. Isn't that cool? And we're all like, that is cool! I don't know. I- <laughs> they could have easily asked to remove all cameras and phones. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That There's a conspiracy tinfoil hat part of me that's like, Bungie knows exactly how we respond. We are predictable to, the t- to a T at this point as a community. And we market the frick out of their games when this kind of stuff happens. Everybody, right now, right now, to compete with Borderlands 3 on the horizon, Borderlands 3 marketing, what does Bungie have going on? They have something that's far more palpable and powerful. They have outrage. (laughs) You can't compete with outrage. You simply can't. (laughs) So... And Bungie knows they have a history. They have a history of filling a self-made vacancy and being the hero in their own story. It's like, oh my gosh, reskinned raid armor? What the frick? Here comes Bungie. Ha ha! We are here to save the day. Yes, reskinned raid armor. We know that you're very upset about that, but look what we have behind this door. And they're like, oh, like yay! You know, their patch notes, their updates that that fill vacancies that they make. I mean, it's. It, 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 yeah, Fortnite does it too. Fortnite creates anger and then calms the anger. And it's like, this is terrible! And then you're like, thank you, we love you! This is terrible! Like, that's the Fortnite community in a nutshell. It's just, this sucks. Oh my gosh, thank you, we love you. This sucks. Your game is trash. Oh gosh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for this update. It's just, it's like, it's, it's crazy how effective that it is. So, has Fortnite calmed the anger? How are those mechs? I, I don't actually know. I haven't really kept an eye on it. People stopped complaining about them. I think they subdued them pretty significantly. And then they immediately reverted the turbo building. Uh, they made turbo building slower, and then they, they, they reverted that like a day later. Morecat. What could we put into the actual forest uh, on Earth to save space? Um, or should that area be locked and blown up? I, are you? T- oh, I think you meant to say farm. I just get rid of it. Uh, OX, uh, OG Xanos. What goals are left? Listening audio guy from work. Oh, you, you lazy, lazy Larry. I'm not gonna read the, fine. All right, Nocris is at 60,000 out of 150,000. Soul is at 50,000 out of 100,000. And the 300 million hive on Mars is at 161 million. Okay? If you're here, I better get a thank you. Gritter. Do you think this is still possible that Bungie will try and sneak a surprise reward to us as we succeed the community challenge? Maybe surprise great quest unlock? I apologize. No, this hasn't been asked already. Um, yeah, I could see I could see them doing this. I could see them doing something. I, I'm not, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it, though. I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it. Um, I bet you, I bet you that they're gonna, they're gonna, any, thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have any secret missions and stuff. They're going to hold on to those for Shadowkeep. 
because Bungie knows that starting next week they're going to lose a lot of their their power on Twitch and YouTube because there's going to be a lot of pivoting to Borderlands don't act like that's not part of the equation it is so uh, Breadline Boy with every player being boosted to 750 power in Shadowkeep, is it not conceivable that people will not play the story? Maybe this could be an option to delete all main quests and cutscenes to gain more space. Yeah, I don't think they can do that. I, I, I think you're I think you're maybe swinging the hatchet at the wrong tree. I, I think that they could start with the farm and no one would complain. Um, but what about the storyline? Take them to the frickin' tower. Um... But I don't think they could delete all the the, 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 the quest lines in the story. I don't I don't think uh, you could do that. Uh, Sabo Infinite. I know it's a bit off topic, but D1 raids, weapons, and armor have been have ever been addressed. I.e., will they ever get merged into D2? I would love to run Vog Armor and Fatebringer. Um, this has never really been brought up. I don't necessarily think people would want them to do this. I think people would be okay with them maybe bringing back the raids or something. Um, so, yeah. G or Argy says, do we know the exact function of the new Warlock exotic? I've heard your breakdown on it, but I took it as more kills you get, the more damage it does on your next super. I know they toned down the super regen exotics, but this would require more thought into how you use it. Time it for mobs and the next supers for the boss. Um, I don't know the exact phrasing, homie, but to me, given that it's a roaming super... I think it's for the current one that you're in. My brain just logically, like, falls there. I, I don't have a great argument as to why, but to me, because it's a roaming super, as you're roaming and you're killing, it's increasing the damage of Storm Trance. It's like, as someone's saying, it's like a rampage for Storm Trance. Um, it'd be weird to, like, kill a bunch of ads and charge it up really, really strong and then use it on a boss... Um, I don't know though I like what you're thinking though it'd be really really cool to say if I use it during the ad phase and I charge it up kind of the way you get like the um, the grenades in the Wendigo yeah I don't know uh, Blue King with three months thank you so much I don't know I, I, I think it's for, I, because it's a roaming super to me it makes sense for it to be during that during that um, thing Subaru says each enemy you defeat with the super increases the damage the super does is the wording Right, so we have the definite article. Each enemy you defeat with the super increases the damage the super does. I think we have grammatical agreeance there that would tell us it's that that use of the super. Um, it would say increases the damage of the next super or the next time you use storm trance or something. I think it would actually use that phrasing if it did. I feel like we have grammatical agreeance there that it's it's during that super. I like where your head's at though. That'd have been pretty cool to feed your next one and think through strategy with it. Um, Cause then it would be like, well, what's it matter if it increases damage against trash ads and majors? You would really want to time it and use it against a boss. That'd be kind of cool. Cause you could turn Storm Trance into a DPS super. Cause it's traditionally not been one. Gia of Storm uh, Chaos Reach is the DPS version of it. So. I still want to see Geomags get the cold heart treatment, so like the longer I keep the beam on the boss, it like goes up in damage, and it kind of becomes like a an extended Celestial Nighthawk, but, you know, whatever. 
uh, Mac 2 uh, 2099. Instead of deleting Mercury, what about adding a teleport spot that adds the Almighty as part of the portable zone of Mercury? Mac, I love I love you, and you're great at clipping stuff. But I don't know if you understand the concept of removing. Um, this is the opposite of removing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can already hear him protesting. I can already hear it. But, 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 no, 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 no. The Almighty's already in the game. If it's in, if it's in the storyline and it's a quest, it's in the game. It's taking up space. Why not let us go there? Okay, okay, good point, Mac. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can make Mercury better. Um, I don't know if you can make Mercury better. I think Mercury sucks for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's not big enough. Uh, number two, you can't use your sparrow. Uh, number three, the public event takes forever, and its 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 rhythm is is awful. Um, I, and they you can no longer kill majors to move the flashpoint. Like I don't know, I just I don't know if adding the Almighty could could make it better. Oh yeah, and we destroy the Almighty in the story, don't we? I don't know. I, Mercury's pretty dang hot. Yeah, I feel like whenever. If, if you want a real big long game theory here from me, I feel like when Luke Smith said he wants to put 3v3 elimination in Crucible Labs and bring it out into a warmer home, I think he was hinting at it coming out and Brother Vance being your NPC for Trials Return. Um, so. Oh, we disabled it, said Commander Tyke. Yeah, I didn't think we destroyed it. I thought we dismantled it and then killed Gaul. We, like, disabled the weapon or something. Uh, Mason Jar. Oh, come on! That's Mason Jar, but spelled with a lisp. <laughs> Mason Jar. I don't. I don't even like saying your name. I don't really know if you do much PvP. I'm a new viewer. Could you give your thoughts on potential fixes and bugs for the weaker hand cannons, 110, 150 archetypes? Uh, I mean, the general problem that you're going to have with a 110 is that if you miss one shot, everything else in the game's rhythm and, and time to kill is going to decimate you. You've got to be really, really good with a 110 because of the fire rate. If you're like, bam, 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 you know, and you miss one, the time between the time between shots one and three, if you miss shot two, it just really, really hurts your damage efficiency. Um, and that's there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Uh, and if you increase aim assist too much, then you would just turn one tens into headshot laser beams. Just it would be annoying to play against them because they naturally have pretty good range and they have pretty predictable recoil because they shoot so slow. One um, fifties, I'm 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 pretty sure are fine. I don't think one fifties are uh, a problem. People in chat are saying one fifties are not weak. One fifties are king on PC. One fifties are currently the best. Um, 110s can be can be wielded strong in the right in a team shot environment. I think 110s are really nice because they hit like a dadgum truck. I remember I was playing once late at night. I don't know what I was doing. I was just I was grinding out something, maybe milestones, and I just I had my warden's law on and I just rolled with it. And when I just played passive and was team shotting, I was really hurting people. I mean, I was really hurting people. I would put one shot on somebody, and if somebody else was nearby, that person was was hurt. One tens hit like a truck. Um, so one tens can be, I think, leveraged with with playstyle, with appropriate playstyle. Um, but 
Yeah, and I think you're kind of missing the mark on 150s. I don't think anything really needs to be done with them. I do think they need to standardize bloom and in-air inaccuracy and recoil on console, though. They didn't need to do anything to Lunas and Not Forgotten. You needed to standardize how the weapons perform, and after standardizing how the weapons perform, then they could have said, okay, now that we've standardized how they perform, let's see if we need to tweak Lunas and the Not Forgotten. I think they took the wrong approach to Lunas and Not Forgotten. Dawnglaive. Should Prestige Raids make a return? Um, I would love it. I've continued I've continued to be an advocate for going back to the King's Fall philosophy. Design hard first and then scale it down for normal. Uh, and I think one of the most beautiful pictures of that are Light Eater Knights. That mechanical pain, that new plate to spin, I think is just awesome. And it's just a bummer we haven't had that. I think Leviathan to Prestige Leviathan had to be, I think, one of the most disappointing and most frustrating rating experiences I've ever had in Destiny. Uh, It was glitchy. We kept having to go to orbit. I think Leviathan as a raid isn't that great to begin with. And then their push to Prestige and the Delta, it was was awful. It was a horrible experience. Um, Yeah, it was bad. I, I mean, I was... I, I flew off the handle that day. I think I upset some folks at Bungie that day. I, th- it was after that moment that I kind of felt like I was, I was, I was on the cold shoulder end of things. After that day, I was, I was pretty harsh. Uh, I was probably too harsh. I was probably too negative. Probably to complain too much. Um, but I was a hardcore raider in D one, and I think there was like deep levels of dissatisfaction that I had with Destiny two as a game, as a streamer, and then as a lover of raids. I thought Leviathan and then going up to Prestige Leviathan was just an absolute choke. They just did not do it. It just was not, it was not a good representation of what Bungie can do with raids. It just was not. So, um, I would love to bring back the beauty of what we had from normal King's Fall to hard King's Fall and Wrath and Challenge Mode and Age of Triumph. Um, so. Paul J., do you think the community completed this task really early? They could introduce a heroic challenge for a better prize, Sparrow Emote or something. I don't think at this point we should bank on them having any ripcord like, hey, surprise. Like, I don't think so. Um, they got a lot of other things going on. So probably not. Probably not. Sacrificer. Typing this after the elemental primary discussion. Sorry for the long post. Currently we have two. Uh, primary weapon slot with nine inventory slots. Separating these is a mistake. Do you think we could take those and combine them having two slots with 18 inventory spaces and drag and drop? Yeah, because then people could still run double primary, double energy if they want. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Sunfire. It's harder to balance though. That's harder to balance. Sunfire. With them saying they're doing changes for all void subclasses, what do you predict them doing? zero clue. I have no way to predict anything. Hopefully it's good. Uh, I'm Camperfire. Do you think PvP ruins Destiny as a game? I think if and when we get Destiny 3, if PvP is removed, we'd see much free and fun PvE experience. I think we have both in-game like this, balancing needed, ruins freedom, fun, and either. Okay. Okay. I get the gist of your question. Here's the thing. I have been for a long time now one of the people that has put forth the idea that PvP was a tack on it was never in the initial conception of this game they were I think I think I have no way to prove this I think in the initial conception of Destiny Bungie was doing everything they could to distance themselves from the guys from the makers of Halo and I think they set out to make a game that was wholly different than Halo and PvP being in the game kind of makes that muddy 
and I think it was something that Activision pushed for. This is just a theory. I have no proof. That's just my theory, okay? Even though I have that theory, and even though I've been frustrated by the nerfs, especially the nerf to the Soros regime was infuriating. Um, I was so mad. I finally got it, and it was nerfed. Uh, I would... I would even say, okay, um, it's not a theory. They talk about it in Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. What do you mean they talk about it in Blood, Sweat, and Pixels? I didn't know that was talked about somewhere. That PvP was attack on? The other element of proof I had for this was the way that everything in Taken King that came in, the supers and stuff, they all, like, broke PvP. It was like, this stuff was conceived of probably really early in the in the builds of Destiny, why is it breaking pvp because i don't think pvp was ever meant to be in the game but anyway even though i think that and even though i've been frustrated by pvp for a really really long time there are some things that i think need to be said number one the arena shooter experience in destiny the handling of the guns and the weapons is has no equal anywhere in the world right now nothing feels like destiny nothing feels and looks like destiny when i watch the really hardcore guys play I still get excited. I loved watching Crafty play. I love seeing these clips from Lil Sonic in these in these tournaments. Um, I love it. Okay, the early prototypes were as far from Halo as you can imagine, and way more MMO. They scaled back over time because they couldn't deliver. Okay, so sounds like my theory is very correct. And anyway, anyway, so I think it would be a shame to never get the PvP right. Because the shooting and the guns and the movement and the, the abilities just are so freaking cool, okay? Um, they're so freaking cool. I think the solution is not surgery to remove it, okay? Sometimes surgery can fix the problem and you don't need to just remove it, okay? This isn't, a, this isn't like we just take the appendix out. I think we can put proper things in and and fix it and one of the things i think that meets the significant problem that you're pointing to is treating them incredibly separately now the big dilemma there is one of the identities and marks of destiny is that you loot and shoot and then you take your loot and you go into pvp and you do more shooting and i the danger would be if you separate it too much then it's like it would become very like, well, wait, what's going on over here? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, the gear I get here doesn't matter over here. To me, the, the solution that gives you what you want by having balancing handled separately, very sharply separately, and maintaining the identity of a looter shooter with PvP is that every gun needs two skill trees. I, we've talked about this on the, the, the Rageous Roundtable. 30 and So Gaming's been a big proponent of this. It's two skill trees on a weapon. So I open up the weapon. There should be a blue skill tree and a red skill tree. And if you're looking, let just imagine with me here. Just hang tight with me. Imagine grinding for an awe stringer that had five active perks all the time. And there's blue perks that I'm looking at, and there's red perks that you're looking at every time it drops. Your god roll may land, you get all these awesome red perks, but the blue perks are kind of like, eh. And then I get one, and the blue perks land right where I want them. They're awesome, but when I look at the red perks, they're like, huh. And then the true, like, the true, you know, 
quintessential role would be obviously like if you manage to like shoot the moon and like both roles are great, right? Um, could you imagine how long it would take to playtest a system that complicated though? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it would be that complicated because they already do it, but they do it in different ways. There'll be two hand cannons. There'll be clearly one with the PVP bent and clearly one with the PVE bent. So instead of creating those two hand cannons, make your plate make make your inventory like your loot system somewhat smaller, but then having two rolls per gun. That would be how I would do it, right? Or here's another way you could do it. Here's another way you could do it. Forget everything I just said. Forget everything I just said. You're grinding for an Ostringer, and it drops with accurized rounds, kill kill clip, and you know, and uh, and outlaw. Great roll for Crucible, right? You got outlaw, you got opening shot, you got accurized rounds. Really, really nice roll. Whatever. Just imagine a god roll. I'm I'm struggling to I'm struggling to piece together a god roll. That might not even be a possible roll, and it drops. Okay. An even better system might be to say there's there's two stat trees. So the range, the aim assist, right? All those things. You have a you have a stat, you have stats that are for PVP and stats that are for PvE. Now listen, presently Bungie doesn't have the ability to do that. In this engine, they do not have the ability to say this gun's range is 40 in the crucible but it's 50 in pve because we feel like it's totally justified for it to shoot at that range in pve but in pvp it causes problems with damage drop off okay they can't presently do that so it it would still have a signature field omeo it would still feel like an ostringer but when i go into crucible its range wouldn't be as extreme because i'm in the crucible i'm not shooting aliens out you know out there Listen, this is really complicated, but the the big challenge they're always going to face is the minute you give me a really, really, really strong weapon in PvE, it poses a problem to PvP every single time. How do you, I mean, how do you, how do you create a loot pursuit game with awesome space magic and then balance Crucible? How do you do it? You got to maintain that identity. You know what I'm saying? Just enough. I don't recall skipping your question about Iron Banner, but I also don't recall. Um, I don't know. Maybe a mod deleted it. I don't recall skipping a question on purpose. Um, I don't know. So that's a really long answer to your question. I don't think you can jettison PvP from the game, but I also don't think you can just strip it down to a shooting only game. There's a lot of things you can't do. Number one, you can't strip the space magic out. People always do this. They're like, oh, just get rid of supers. Just get rid of heavy. Just get rid of abilities. Just give us guns. Oh, go play Halo. Like, that's not Destiny. You can't do that. You can't strip out the space magic. It doesn't work. You can't strip out the loot aspect where I could get a really good gun and it makes up it makes a difference in the gunfight. You can't remove that. That's part of the identity of Destiny. Like you th- those are things that cannot be removed. As soon as you remove those things, you're not playing Destiny, you're playing some other game. If you remove space magic or you remove the loot aspect, it ain't Destiny. People say we should remove supers oh all the time. People want a gun only Destiny PVP. You, I see that argument consistently here in question answer and on the forums and on reddit i see it all the time they don't remember how bad double primary you know year one was of d2 king diddy should they buff rigs again 
Uh, there isn't a point to wear them at this point. Uh, the tether enemies, and you get your super back. Um, I mean, I don't know why they would need buffed. I, it's fine. They they do their job. They just don't do it as well as they used to. I don't. I don't think. Personally, this is what I think they should do. I think Orpheus Riggs, Phoenix Protocol, Shards of Galanor, Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, and the Titan one just left my brain. Uh, Ursa Furiosa. I think all of those should just be given completely different perks. I think they should completely get rid of the idea that there are exotics in the game that give you super energy. Because they've had to limit the amount of super energy so much that they've kind of become dead exotics to a lot of people. I think Riggs is okay, but I I think there's probably other exotics worth using. Um, Well, actually, there isn't. That's the only reason. I think the main reason people still run Riggs is there's not really a good exotic for a a hunter to run when he's on Void. Um, When I run Way of a Thousand Cuts, right, I'm running Ophidius Faith instead of Shards of Galanor. That's an example of why Shards of Galanor needs completely retooled. It needs to do something else. Um... You see what I'm saying? Like, as soon as I'm on Way of a Thousand Cuts, I, I'm not going to run Shards. I'm going to run Ophidius Faith every time. Uh, Riggs is still giving back 50% Tether Energy back on Reckoning. Yeah, it sounds to me like Riggs is fine then, because if everybody's creating orbs and you're creating your own Masterwork orbs from your weapon, that's probably fine. Shards got annihilated, and Skull of the Dire Ahamkara got annihilated. Those two items alone, I think, just need completely retooled. Um, the only reason I'm okay with Riggs maybe still staying in the game as a passive giving your super back super is because it's a passive and defensive super and Phoenix Protocol is the same way I don't know I just think you open up a whole can of worms of problems when you have exotics that give you super energy Nathan Jar says, so since I missed the mark on my last question, I thought I'd try giving you something fun. How would you handle exotic armor masterworks, and would you give a few examples? I have no idea what you would do with exotic masterworks on, you know, because they've got the, what, the catalyst on the, on the weapons? The, here's the biggest problem with catalyst, or in your case, like a masterwork. Um, you're, you're basically going to be creating this idea that I can either add something that's completely trivial and does nothing or it's or it's actually strong and meaningful which is weird to do to an exotic it's like if I make it better like significantly it's like well is it really even it's full exotic self and so it's got its catalyst or it's masterwork or whatever um now keep in mind in armor 2.0 you will be masterworking exotics up to 10 levels so you can put mods in it so that you're if you're using, let's say, Shards of Galanor and you want to put Hand Cannon Reloader on there, you can't do that until you masterwork it. So, that's already there's already a system coming. Just enough. Iron Banner Loot Pool is huge. Do you think we should go back to the old-style drops where only a few items were available? What else could be done? I honestly don't know with Iron Banner what I would do with it. I think loot should be dropping every time at the end of a match. I think showing us what loot is dropping is cool. I think having thematic drops for the week is cool. I also think what they could do is similar to what they did, what I think they're doing with the raid armor, where you get the base level armor and then level it up and upgrade it and its appearance changes. Um, I think they could do the same thing with Iron Banner. You get like the base level Iron Banner set. They can reskin an old set, and then you level it up as play, as you're playing Iron Banner, and then it slowly looks like whatever new set they have for the next season. So, um, and then they could completely refresh it. You know, um, 
Lil Mayo says, thoughts on how to introduce people just jumping in now or with new light? I mean, if, if you're brand new to new light, I would hope that they would take you through like some tutorials to teach you some basic things. Because my biggest concern is it's a pretty big game and there's a lot of systems within it that we, can, we naturally understand. There's also a lot of systems that have evolved and changed that may be collapsing on themselves. I, I keep ringing the bell and saying that Infusion's going to be a problem because Infusion costs that were introduced in, in Forsaken were introduced for established players, not for somebody who's brand new. So those could serve to be hurdles and frustrations. Um, you know, those could be hurdles, hurdles and frustrations. Octane, has any of your ideas been implemented into Destiny? I don't know if there's like a one-to-one, this is right from Lono, but there's been plenty of things I've said like, they really need to do this, they really need to do that. And I think when I'm saying that, a lot of times, maybe 80% of the time, most people are like saying similar stuff on the forums, on Twitter, on YouTube, um... You know, when I said world drops should just drop at your level to help you gap fill, you know, they're giving you world drops have a chance to drop at your level. I don't think that that's directly from me and it's not even exactly what I asked for, but you know, I I started saying that and other people started saying it. Um, I have noticed something though. I think it's adorable. Uh, I'll tweet out an idea or I'll say something on my stream and then about a week later, somebody else will tweet out the idea, and then a, lot, a bunch of like people jump on it and slobber all over it. And I think it's calculated, and I don't care, but I've just noticed that. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. As long as the game gets improved, that's all I care about. I don't need footnotes in the credits. I don't need somebody on Reddit or some forum post to be like, I got this idea from Say No to Rage. I don't give a frick. Right? I'm just cranking out ideas all day long, and they're all centered on the same idea and have the same intention. I want the game to get better, you know? So when I ask for things to be changed or improved, and it happens, and I reference it, right? People do this all the time. They're like, I'm so tired of you saying you predicted this or that you asked for this. Oh, give me a freaking break. Like, I'm only referencing it because that's a theme of my content. A theme of my content is that we try to see the game improve and try to suggest ways to do it. Um... Your idea of blowing up Mercury's on top of Reddit right now? Yeah, and there's no way they're going to give me credit for that. It's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Um, so, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things where I'm, I am not, I've not been doing this. Okay, so when D2 Vanilla launched and we started doing this and there was a famous clip of me like going off and losing my cool because of something that happened with Faction Rally. I forget what it was. They didn't introduce weapons or something. They didn't introduce new weapons and I like lost my freaking cool in January and like somebody clipped it and like it got a bunch of clicks, whatever. Um, Back then all the way to now... I've done my absolute best to just do the exact same thing is sit here, give you guys a place to talk and discuss and for us to contribute to the conversation in a way that's beneficial. You sit here and bash on the game all day long or we could say, you know what, this could have been better and here's how it would have been really, really nice and really, really fun. Um, You know? So, what would you do if Destiny was perfect though? I mean, I don't know if if any game could ever be perfect. You know? I... But in any, but in any case, uh, I, you know, what would I do if there was no way to improve the game and no way to make it better? I mean, we could obviously talk about like, ooh, what I'd like to see done next or how I'd like to see this evolved. It doesn't have to say, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be flawless. It doesn't have to be flawless for you to suggest things for them to do. Um, 
Sunny says, similar to another question, how would you personally introduce and get a player introduced to Destiny? I've got a few friends who are on the fence, but I want to make sure they get the full experience. So what should I do to encourage them to play check it out? I mean, you could tell them, look, you could just tell them October the 1st, you can download the game and play with me. I'll take you through the game. We can shoot stuff. You can see if you like the abilities. You can see if you like the the guns. And if and if they like it, then it's really cheap for them to expand their experience. Really cheap. That's what I would do. You you don't know how good Destiny feels until you're holding on the controller and you're moving the sticks. They throw a couple Nova bombs, a couple blade blade barrages, and shoot a couple guns. And I think that's typical when people are won over. I don't know if you're going to win them over by being like, all right, well, it's a loot-based game, and there's there's uh, there's three classes, and there's uh, there's three subclasses per class, and then there's three attunements per class, and then you have all these different things. You can change your grenade, and you have your you have your ability, you have your class ability. Oh, I forgot about that. And then you have, you have your three grenades, and you have your three jumps, and really nobody uses most of you know most of the jumps. There's like two or three that get used on every single class, and then oh, and then there's the attunements, and then there's the supers, and then there's the I would just get them. I would just say, download and play with me. It's free. Try it out. The guns feel cool. The abilities feel cool. That's all you really got to say. 12 months from Digital Marine. Thank you. That's a whole year. That's a red badge. I think the minute somebody does a Code of the Missile Titan launch or a Blade Barrage or a Nova Bomb, I don't know. I feel like they do that, and if they're not sold, then it's probably not a game they're going to want to play long term. The content loop is what hooks people. Uh, Tenth Dimension says, "Why did I hear rumors of Dark Light, Dark Energy, and Dark Guardians? True, false, and your next question is the same one. Stop at don't don't do that. Don't submit like same question numerous times. Are the rumors about the dark subclasses completely false? I have no freaking clue, bro. I don't I don't work for Bungie, so if there's rumors of a dark subclass, if it's true or false right now, there's no way for me to know that. I don't work for Bungie. Nobody knows if it's false or true. Even if, even if somebody." comes out and says, you know, I'm a non the nine, it's true. I mean there's no way to know until it happens. Sometimes things get leaked and then they then they change. Sometimes they're in concept and they never get out of concept form. Um so O T V C uh since Bungie is trying to add more RPG features while still keeping it an action game, do you think they could add different abilities other than grenades and melee to make it more RPG MMO like? I don't know if they could do that in this version of the game. I don't know if they can do that in this iteration of the game. Maybe in the future. Maybe like, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, Destiny 3. Um, you know, they could do something like that. You know? I don't know. Um, great questions, guys, today. If, look, if you're new and you've enjoyed this interactive podcast, it's like a whole new way of doing streams. I do this on the regular. I pick a topic. I talk. I take your questions. If you've enjoyed your time, please click the follow button. Thank you, everybody, for, for contributing to like a really positive vibe lately. The stream has really changed. A lot of people are coming back around and being like, man, it's very different here. Thank you for that if, if you're one of those people and all the subs. And uh, We're going to keep talking and keep conversating. We might try out some reckoning. I don't know what the modifiers are. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live with the link below. Please like, share, and subscribe.